Navigate Oklahoma, a podcast geared towards helping you navigate to and through everything that is Oklahoma transportation. Welcome to this edition of Navigate Oklahoma. I'm Jessica Brown, the Director of Strategic Communications for Oklahoma Transportation Secretary Tim Gatz. Today's podcast will focus on public transit and how ODOT works within public transit. My guest today is Don Sullivan. Don is the Deputy Director of ODOT and knows all things public transit. I appreciate you being on, and you've been with ODOT for a few years, a few decades, maybe. Decades. Yes, so you know a lot about transportation and the role ODOT plays, not only in building roads and bridges, but right. making transportation accessible to folks. Absolutely. Talk to me about public transit as a whole. Right, so a lot of folks don't realize that ODOT does a lot more than, like you said, just build highways. Uh, it's really about you know, and enabling people to be mobile, right? We want to be able to access and do the things we want to do. Well, if you don't have a car or if you're disabled or elderly, you might not be able to drive. So public transit fills that, that void uh, so people can live their best life, highest quality of life, get to where they want to go, get to the doctor's office, uh, go shopping, uh, visit family, you know, that, that sort of thing. So public transit is that uh, it, funding is provided by the federal government, and uh, we facilitate getting that money to local communities who provide transit service. Uh, our focus is on the rural piece of that, and there's about 20 rural transit providers that we work with, and we administer those federal grants on their behalf and help them both deliver their transit services and then comply with all the federal requirements and reporting. You're talking about uh, 20 different areas that we really focus on, and most of those are rural. We don't have a huge problem of uh, public transit in Tulsa or Oklahoma City, for example. Right. But just on the outskirts, it is more difficult. And Absolutely. sometimes we don't think about that. Right, and a lot of folks in the rural areas require medical treatment here in Oklahoma City. So some of the issues are getting folks from the rural areas to the city or to you know, the big city for the medical treatments. Uh, sometimes it's, they just want inner city trips, so it's, it's, it runs the gamut. You know, some people rely on it for their day-to-day -day, uh, getting around town, and other people uh, need it to get to a big city to get their, their medical treatment, for example. Uh, I think that people think of giant bus systems that run on a, a fixed route. That's what they call, you know, the, like the Embarks and the Tulsa Transits. Uh, but the rural transit providers are really much more uh, about that you make a phone call, you set up a, a time that they're going to pick you up. It's much more of a uh, informal, uh, it is scheduled, but it's not a fixed route like you would think of that people would ride, go out and stand on a corner and wait for the bus to come by. Um, I would say that we could do better in our transit, uh, even in the urban areas. It's, we don't really have a large investment in transit in the state. Uh, we haven't actually had an increase in our local funding uh, our state funding in quite a while, uh, but we're fortunate that the federal government is stepping in with this new, uh, the IIJA uh, passage of the bill. There's going to be an increase in, in public transit funds, so we look forward to getting those funds in the community to provide those services. Part of what ODOT does with those funds is, is we provide matching funds. That's correct. 
and we, I believe, are given about $5 million a year into our budget to provide for that. Right. But if we're getting more money from IIJA, mm -hmm. how does that affect our ability to help match those funds? Right, so there is a match required, 50-50. Uh, so it's a substantial match. And the local communities really do their best to try to match it. But, and we do have the state revolving fund that you mentioned. Uh, so we're, we're, we're concerned that we might have a, a challenge matching all those federal dollars and we're going to work with the legislature and make sure that, that we want to match every federal dollar we can. So uh, we look forward to working, working with them in session. Give me an idea of the areas within Oklahoma that are most in need of help in public transit. I would say uh, statewide we know we have an unmet needs uh, statewide, absolutely. We did a, a, a long uh, House Bill 1365 was passed in, I want to say 2019, and it asked us to do a, a transit, statewide transit policy plan, which we did. And we had a lot of really good input from all communities across the state. I, I want to say, I think we had about two or 3,000 people participate in surveys and, and got a lot of really good information. But what we discovered is uh, about only half the needs that are out there are being met currently. So uh, both in the actual trips that people want to take, uh, they said if there were more frequent service or wider area of service that they would be able to use it. Uh, the other needs that were identified were capital needs, which is in this instance for transit, it's rolling stock, it's, it's buses, it's vans, especially, you know, we need to have a ADA, which is the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA compliant vehicles so people in wheelchairs can also get where they need to go, that sort of thing. So I would say that there's more interest and momentum for public transit today than I've ever seen in the 33 years that I've worked here. So it's a good thing, I think. You know. And I don't know about you, but I, when I travel to other cities, you know, I, I, want to, I, I use public transit because I love to be able to see the, you know, the communities. You, know, you kind of get a feel for a place especially. And so uh, across the board, I think there's just a lot more excitement and interest in public transit, and I think that's good. Micromobility, that's a buzzword these it days. Is. Talk to me about micromobility. So uh, you'll hear a lot about micromobility. There's so many new ways of getting to and from where you're wanting to go. You know, maybe you live a little more than a mile from a bus stop, and maybe it's a little far to walk. You know, well, maybe you could get one of those scooters that you can you know, rent or there's people we talk about bicycles you know maybe you can ride a bike or uh, even things like uh, shared services uh, the lifts and the ubers so there's this whole ecosystem of companies and and uh, the inst excuse me community groups trying to fill that we call it the first and last mile so you can get close to where you're going but you don't get all the way there not every bus you know especially in a fixed route they don't get you everywhere you want to go. So you have to figure out how to get that last mile. So we want to make that as easy as possible. That's what the transit providers are really focusing on, making it convenient and easy for people to get where they need to go, even if they don't have a car. And it's all about um, living your best life. Absolutely. And, and this is part of what government tries to do, Absolutely. to try to help all of us do that. Yeah, I always like to say, you know, we don't, we don't design highways for cars and trucks, we design our transportation system is to serve people. And how you get there, maybe it's in a car, maybe it's in a bus, uh, maybe you even walk or you uh, bike, but uh, it's all about uh, mobility and giving people choices and helping them 
to your point, live their best life in the way they choose. Pursuing their happiness, getting their great job, getting their medical treatment, going shopping. It's good for the economy too, you know, giving people access to, uh, uh, to go and shop and build their best life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you see in the future for public transit? in the state of Oklahoma. Right. We, we see the needs of public transit increasing. You know, as our population continues to age, uh, we all hope we can age in place. There comes a time when maybe you shouldn't be driving anymore. It's just not safe. Uh, so public transit can fill that need. And until uh, all vehicles are uh, self-driving, which I think will take a while, uh, we, we still want to be able to get people where they need to go safely. And uh, public transit plays a huge role in that. Don Sullivan, Deputy Director of Oklahoma Department of Transportation, thank you for talking about public transit today thank you. and all the, the vast array of uh, the micro-mobility mode of transportation. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Navigate Oklahoma. Until next time, drive safely and buckle up. You started uh, the thank yous when I The thank you? Talk. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Gotcha. Sorry. Right. I can thank you again. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Don Sullivan, uh, Oklahoma Department of Transportation Deputy Director, thank you for being here and talking about all the different modes of public transportation. Thank you for listening to this edition of Navigate Oklahoma. Until next time, drive safely and buckle up. Thank you for listening to Navigate Oklahoma. Next week, the Oklahoma Transportation Cabinet will offer another podcast highlighting transportation points of interest. Until then, please drive carefully and always buckle up.